The Blokebusters podcast is proud to be a member of the Pod Bros Network. You can find us, as well as other fantastic podcasts such as Pencil and Ink Review, Another Damn Trivia Show, and The Language of Bromance at podbros.com, as well as on most other fine podcasting services. Now sit back, relax, and prepare to share and enjoy the Blokebusters podcast. Welcome to episode 74 of the Blokebusters podcast. I'm Brian. I'm Paul. And I'm Colleen. And we will get to that new voice in just a second, but uh, first we are going to be discussing uh, Star Trek Beyond, and uh, Paul, toss it over to you. Alright, so, well, before we get before to Star we Trek Beyond discuss, as well, yes. uh, do follow us on Twitter, at Blokebusters, we're on Facebook, Blokebusters, where you can email us, gmail blokebusterpodcast at gmail.com we're on Instagram, sort of and uh, just get a hold of us any way you want to, uh, we love talking to you guys, we also have a website blokebusters.webs.com one day I will just buy blokebusters.com, one day it will happen, but today is not one that day, day. We will, yes, we will dream of that day yes. <laughs> uh, buy uh, your Powerball tickets yeah. <laughs> And so, yeah, Star Trek Beyond, as you mentioned, directed by Justin Lin, what mostly known for Fast and Furious fame, a budget of $185 million. That is the reported production budget. I have no idea if that would be more in advertising or not, uh, probably. And as of eight days in the cinema, a box office of $128,729,857 US dollars worldwide. So... Not doing too bad after a week in yeah. the cinemas, and I'm sure, I'm sure it will make its money back, and I'm sure on DVD as well it'll it'll do well on the back end. And yes, that voice you heard this, um, <laughs> to the uh, true blockbusters fan, maybe not a foreign voice, but no, yes, <laughs> if, if you have listened to uh film spotlight that came out as of whenever it is i released this probably a few weeks ago <laughs> uh, that this would be the same kayleen griffin that came on to talk about sunshine and whatever the other film was prometheus prometheus that was it <laughs> <laughs> oh god so i'm so sorry i really want to talk about both of those films yeah <sighs> and so why don't i Pass it over to Kayleen to explain who she is and what she normally does. And why are you here? Yes. <laughs> Hello, uh, Blockbusters listeners. I am Kayleen Griffin. I am an aspiring uh, pop culture curator, and uh, I have uh, I am on the podcast Soiled Restroom Cinema. Um, you can find me on Twitter at uh, Kel to the Lean. It's uh, K E L T O L E A N. Um, oh, you got and, a little bit better than last time. Oh, I know, I know. I just got done discussing a lot of science fiction. <laughs> and uh, I am very um, honored to be the first guest of uh, the film review. Great to have you on here. We we did want to get you on for the 
Ghostbusters. Uh, the Ghostbusters mm-hmm. one, but unfortunately, as um, circumstances, some, oh, yeah, home repair problems. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, big big shock to anyone listening. It turns out it took longer than they said it would. So, <laughs> yes, so oh, yeah. that, it, no, it actually. The work did not get finished until two days ago. Ooh. Oh, so uh, good thing we didn't wait on you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, we would have okay. still be sitting here. Yeah, all right. Yeah, so for, for reference that she was supposed to be recording with us at 10 o'clock on a Sunday. It is now 11 o'clock the following <laughs> Sunday. <laughs> so yes. Might have missed a few calls yeah, from work. There standing uh, things right outside the window, so... Uh, yeah. yeah, that would not, not have made for an audio perfect. medium. Yeah, yeah, that would have been riveting for all the wrong reasons. <laughs> uh, so, well, you know what? We didn't have you on for Ghostbusters, but when you tell us, what did you think? That, yeah, just a quick. I um okay, I am of the minority in that um I actually like the second Ghostbusters more than the first. Okay. okay, so, that's so where you're coming I'm going okay. to warn you about that. Just that, yeah, that's um, I can see but, why people might like it. So. But um, I think that actually the the biggest issue um, and what took away from it the most were the cameos, the original cameos, because they felt um, False. they. Yes. They were all shoehorned uh, in, weren't, weren't yes, they? Yes, they were. They were very shoehorned in. And it felt like it was at its best when they were confident enough that they could deliver. And those cameos kind of like, uh, uh, they cut into that confidence. And um, here's the thing. Anything I'm going to say about this movie is not going to change anybody's mind. Um, well, that never stopped uh, us before. No, no, yeah. Well, Kate <laughs> McKinnon and Leslie Jones were obviously, I mean, they were my favorite part. <laughs> yeah. Kate McKinnon, yes. Yeah, was, definitely. Yeah, and all of them were. As we said good. in our review, which isn't out yet, but uh, yeah, we we uh, we really liked uh, Chris Hemsworth as well. Just as, but, uh, but the thing, and they let, I mean, they did not try to, they just let a dude be a bimbo. And that was awesome. Yeah, don't flush out the character because that's. I mean, yeah. they gave they they just gave you some dumb man meat, <laughs> and and uh, you know what? I think Chris Hemsworth needs. I, I knew this already from watching him on SNL. He needs to do a lot more comedy. <laughs> yeah, he seems like he's a natural. It's uh, you could tell a lot of that stuff that he did was improv. Yeah, he's got the delivery down. That's yeah. the thing. His timing is fantastic. Uh, we mentioned in our Ghostbusters review, there's one point where he's asking which one makes me look more like a doctor and it's playing the saxophone or listening to the saxophone. And he's literally listening to the saxophone. And then in the credits, there's a picture that you see more pictures that float by. And in one of them, he has a stethoscope and a lab coat. Right. So implying that one clearly doesn't make you look like a doctor. Yeah, that one was not doctory enough for him. Well, and also, um, you know, we're at an era now that we're like D Blu-ray is even like kind of going out of style, out of fashion. But 
seeing this movie, I'm almost tempted to pre-order it like on DVD in the way that ironically in the way that uh, I was with the force awakens, because I want to see like the extra features. I want to see the deleted scenes. Yeah. I just, I really hope that they go forward with the sequel because the chemistry with this cast is something that you want to hang on to for a little while. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I'm, I know that they're going to have the behind the scenes for the cameos mm-hmm. that, that if they don't have that on the, the DVD or Blu-ray, then they are missing a trick. And oh, I, I want them to do a documentary just about getting a hold of Bill Murray. <laughs> that alone, yeah, just yeah. a feature link about, how... <laughs> about getting him to agree to do searching this. for Bill Murray. Yeah, I should mention I have an especially like deep love and reverence for Bill Murray. We have the same birthday, so ah. it is my dream to someday somehow get a hold of him so we can celebrate <laughs> our birthdays together. And and of course, this was it was not the first film with both Bill Murray and Melissa McCarthy in it. Oh, right. Yeah. Uh, St. Vincent. Which was fantastic. Yes. Underrated. Completely underrated. So, so basically it seems as though you enjoyed Ghostbusters and then just had a few problems with it. Obviously it's not a perfect movie. It wasn't going to be a perfect movie, but, um, I kind of wish that, okay, there hadn't been so much, I, I mean, and I think we can all agree as sane and relatively mature adults that any of the criticism before any footage had even been released was unfair, but I feel like nobody's ever, I mean, unless it's a generation later or or children are not going to be able to watch this movie without having some sort of bias because of all the hype or all the negative negativity about it. Um, I was surprised about, um, it does seem like it's appropriate for, especially like, uh, preteens. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, that was a nice surprise. Well, one thing that I said, I never really felt that the ghosts were in the least bit terrifying or like really pose too much of a threat as opposed to but i think that, that was on purpose yeah i i think they they wanted to make it as accessible as possible possibly because of the outcry they wanted it to be well no look look everyone go see it everyone will be fine with it well and you know if anything it just gives us more ecto cooler again so Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I still have yet to have some of that. I know, I can't. That's on my to-do list for this week. <laughs> yeah. and it, Excuse and, me. Uh, yeah. and, I'm just, I'm just uh, choking on my ecto-cooler at the moment. <laughs> yeah, and he won't let me have any of it. No, I won't. I won't even give you a sit. <laughs> uh, uh, before we move on, well, there was one podcast I was listening to where they brought up something that I'm surprised I didn't notice, where they're looking on YouTube and they're like, look at the comments already, and it's like, ain't no way, no woman's gonna bust no ghosts, and it was just, oh, yeah. mis- it was just missing a look directly into camera, just mm-hmm. almost. I think they possibly filmed that later into the production. And good for them, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, um, actually, speaking of like references in the movie, and this is something a lot of people have said, 
and I have a huge issue with it as well. Um, the Papa John's pizza. Uh, you're right. not here in New York, and you're going to eat Papa John's. Yeah. Really? <laughs> well, the best pizza in New York. Maybe New York Papa John's is better than everyone. <laughs> maybe else. they're extra I don't know, special that ingredients. Like when Donald Trump <laughs> ate his New York pizza with a fork. <laughs> well, that's it. Yeah, that's just Donald Trump. There's no explanation for him. Uh, well, you know Papa John's. Like, he constantly wore a piece of pizza on his head. Yeah. Okay, so, so moving on. Yes, yeah, so the actual film we're reviewing, I see Star Trek Beyond. Uh, uh, just to go into cast list quick, because we did cover this before, I think, with the, the previous Star Trek one we reviewed. Chris Pine again, there's James T. Kirk, Zachary Quinto is this version of Spock. Oddly, Leonard Nimoy passed away during pre-production, so he was only in it as a photo cameo as Prime Spock. They were bio. <laughs> yeah. Well, they, they, uh, they had tried to arrange for him to be in the film, yeah. and unfortunately that didn't happen. And it's weird, actually, when it was in pre-production, I was like, well, they need to hurry up and do it, because Letter Nemo, Nemo is not getting any younger. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, it's it still the case now. So, yes. Uh, such a shame. Uh, and next and yet, yet, William Shatner's phone is still not ringing. Nope. <laughs> I, I kind of expected him to cameo in it at some point, no. somehow. Oh, like, even just a voice. So like a nope. Priceline commercial in the background? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, see him, you see him talking to someone. Just yeah, like, him and Kaylee Cuoco <laughs> talking about, yeah. <laughs> or however you pronounce that bloody last name. Like willing to work with him. <laughs> <laughs> There's Carl Urban is Bones McCoy, and Zoe Saldana was Nyoto Hur. Simon Pegg, as well as being the main writer on the film, was Montgomery Scott. John Cho was Hibao Sulu, uh, the late Anton Yelchin as uh, Pavel Chekhov, and Idris Elba, the only other name I wrote down aside from that main cast there, as Kral or Spoiler. Again, this is a spoiler card. We will be talking <laughs> We always need film. to mention that before the spoiler. Yeah, yes, yes. Yeah, I think it is the first time we've ever done this. Uh, Captain Balthazar Edison. Yes. Otherwise known <laughs> as the person you only hear about when they're revealing that it is Kroll. So, bit, bit they of a revealed, Actually, they revealed that he's basically like a Trump voter. Yes. <laughs> Oh, and I'm really oh, sad we'll you didn't mention it. No, I'll, I'll explain that further when we get to that point. Yeah. But. Yes. Okay, yeah. uh, okay, and yes, of course, how could, I would be remiss to not mention Deep Roy. Deep Roy, <laughs> thank you. Yes. And uh, what's the character name? I didn't write that one down. Um, it is, I'm going to say, um, Am I saying that? Keenzer? Probably. Yeah, I didn't know. I, that's oh, why I just hesitated. Um, he's the sneezing dude. Jayla, who we'll played Jayla? Jayla, ah, oh, yeah, I should have written that. Uh, Sophia Butella. Uh, all right, uh, I am very, very embarrassed about this. Uh-huh. Um, just before, like, basically up until I went to see the movie, um, I thought it was Jessica Chastain. <laughs> because they only showed her in the makeup and then yeah. that voice and... I'm sorry. It sounded. I can go see that, back. Yeah. Go back and watch the preview. Mm-hmm. It sounds exactly like Jessica Chastain. And I even looked at them. Like obviously, um, 
she's Latina, but uh, if you look at their facial features, they're very similar. Um, those of you who don't know this actress, she played the villain with like the um, Oscar Pistorius legs in uh, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Kingsman. Yeah, fantastic. Part of that <laughs> yeah, thing. and I was I felt bad. I was like, oh, she's she's a badass, <laughs> but. I mean, I I I was like, oh, Jessica Chastain's in this movie. <laughs> well, it it seems as though then she's uh, well suited for the athletic type thing. Maybe she was an acrobat or something before she came into acting. She's, she was both yeah, that. More I look at her face, this. yeah, I'm, I'm really with you there. <laughs> it does look like the mouth and <laughs> the eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and like uh, Sophia Boutella, yeah. If if you listen to her voice, where she goes, "I know why you're here. I know where we are all here." Like it sounds exactly like Jessica Chastain. <laughs> well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> now I want to see this role. Yeah, but uh, I'll see it again at some point. Time, but yeah. All right. So where should we start with this one? Then obviously we we have covered that. Uh, that Nimoy will mm-hmm. no longer be in it, and of course, in the future, they they're mm-hmm. going to have to have yeah. an off-screen death for mm-hmm. Anton Yelchin's character. Uh, but so well, kind of the somberness out the way. I think this movie basically served as like an apology tour for Into Darkness. Mm-hmm. Mm, I guess. <laughs> apology. Yeah. I'll get back to whether that was accepted or not. Yeah. But. <laughs> well, I hate it. Okay, fair point. Fair yes, point. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and well, one thing obviously before moving away from the uh, the real somberness of it, did you catch at the end? I'm fairly certain it was down to editing, uh, where they have the toast and Kirk says "absent friends," and the next shot that it cuts to is Anton Yelchin's character. Yeah, I thought that was cheap. Yeah, I, I wasn't. Yeah, jumping a little ahead there for me. Yeah, and um, I, I genuinely didn't know if they were. That's just kind of how they were planning mm-hmm. it because they were cutting to every single member of the crew anyway, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if they reordered it after he died or if that yeah, is just did. the way it was and no one really. They did. They were <laughs> weird about like. I, everybody deals with grief differently, but like even in the press tour, they were like really and honestly they they even tried to tie in the rihanna song like with his death Hmm. which what like (laughs) no that song was written before he died like no like oh that makes me think of him no it doesn't because it was written before he died um and i think it was um also that toast kind of I, I I think maybe it's just like wishful thinking, but remember the toast, uh, the wedding toast in the um, it was, what was it uh, Star Trek Nemesis. Um, well, no, you're gonna have to refresh me on that one. <laughs> I, I haven't I seen Nemesis. It so. it kind of reminded me of the wedding toast. I think it's just wishful thinking and me wanting them to bring the next generation. Like I want to see kind of a reboot of that. Well, it could be interesting. I mean, I I still need to go back and watch the original Star Trek series and then kind of go forward because I feel like I should enjoy it. 
Oh, I just you, never have. It makes oh, it makes like if you rewatch the movies, it actually makes for a great binge watching weekend. <laughs> well, I am definitely due to watch at the very least Wrath of Khan, just oh, because well. I, I said I would. <laughs> oh, Baltany Bay. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? That's the original. What? No, the Chekhov. The original Chekhov <laughs> just kept going Baltany Bay. Okay. <laughs> Well, yeah. I, did they try and make sure he didn't have too many W words in there to, to mess up? Um, and God, God rest Anton uh, Yelkin's soul. But I felt, and the thing is, he is Russian. But do you ever feel like he was trying a little bit too hard with his accent? I felt that from the first. Yeah, they, from the first okay, film. Yeah. I was like, "Am I an asshole?" Because no, no, movie. like they really, it's, like it's, it's really got to be vodka, you know. Um, or, yeah. This kid, I, this kid was born in Russia. Like mm-hmm. he is Russian, but for some reason, it just felt like he was the like check off. We'll pick up a little bit of the Russian accent. Yeah, it didn't yeah, need to well, be I, so I, on the nose. I think they did that specifically because of like the original series and all of the stuff that's the parodies and stuff that came out of it they i think they just decided you know what we're gonna go for it and it might not have been the best decision but i think that's kind of how they went with it they were like okay we're going full in i think part of what bothered me like what i was bothered by i'm sorry um was that anton yelkin was such an amazing actor and so Mm -hmm. seeing him put like have that it does seem like it was a director's choice because when i saw him in the first movie i was like he's a better actor than this like why are they having him do this cheesy accent that seems like he was like uh you know a villain on rocky and bullwinkle Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, it felt like um, yes, he's Natalia's brother. What's yeah, her name we'll, from we'll, uh, we'll Kingdom of the Crystal Skull? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I, I to me, Anton Yelchin is always going to be Odd Thomas. Uh, really? I know. <laughs> Charlie Bartlett is the correct answer. <laughs> yes, yes, that's actually what I think of him. I love that movie. Fucking love that movie. Love Robert or RDJ in that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Cat Dennings. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so basically, we're going to spend this whole movie <laughs> so, about yeah. movies that we like more. <laughs> and that's the thing. This movie yeah. isn't bad. It's just. It's not great. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah. Kind of like, you know, the ship when it was like floating and then crashed. <laughs> mm-hmm. Very apt. Yeah. I wanted to kind of just bring up the uh, director, uh, Justin yeah. Lin. Now, Paul, when, how early or how long ago did you know that he was attached to this? And then what concerns were attached with finding that out? I mean, I, I heard about it, I think, when they announced that he was going to be attached mm-hmm. to it. And then they also had the trailer that came out that I felt... I don't know how much I was influenced by knowing who he was. But the first trailer that came out felt like I was watching Fast and Furious in space a little yeah, bit. It mm-hmm. was not so, 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 so that was uh, so would that be to assume that that is not what you wanted for this I, franchise to go in that direction, or you? Were to be honest, I didn't have any real feeling one way or the other because obviously when they 
sort of rebooted, as it were, the franchise, they could then do whatever they wanted. And so I was willing to go with it as long as it was done well. Like, so if they ended up doing something where they ended up having to like uh, have some sort of rate there racing to get back somewhere which they technically are at the end of the film um, and like that as long as the the reasoning behind it is well done and the characters were still fleshed out and all that like you know what I'm okay with it and I didn't feel like it it didn't feel too much like a Fast and Furious film to me when I was watching it so I think he was able to depart from his formula for the most part uh, while making this. So I was actually well. He made sure to get enough lens flares in there. So <laughs> yeah, it still felt like there's a JK Abrams film. Yeah. Well, I, and he actually managed to get two things in that JJ Abrams is very fond of. He had the lens flare and he had Greg Grunberg. So there you go. <laughs> And, and now we know none of us are going to complain about that and now we know what Kirk's stepdad does for a living right because just in case anyone else doesn't remember he is the voice of Kirk's stepdad in the first film well so. and I feel like that whole first trailer was crafted around that scene I I think so like it it but was... I think that's why it left a bad taste in our mouths like because it felt like 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 it was leftovers kind of microwave. I mean, I, the one thing I I do find kind of interesting is that first trailer that came out. When you actually watch the film, there's only one or two bits in that trailer that I would consider trailer moments. It, and then the later trailers that came out, they actually capitalized more on what you normally see. So right. maybe it was just a way of, hey, like. Yeah. Oh, you like this director? Here's the film he's doing. And then the next trailers were, here's the film. Like, mm-hmm. So they, they were trying to get more people on board, maybe. Yeah, but it doesn't, don't you feel like that's kind of weird, though? Oh, very it, weird. It's already got a fan... I mean, I think it was an experiment, a failed experiment. <laughs> like, you've already got a fan base. You already know what kind of tone you're expecting. Like, okay, you want people to forget. <laughs> maybe they were recalling to the first film. To make people forget about the second one, maybe. maybe. I mean, <laughs> didn't work. <laughs> Not for me. I know. Well, it's just you don't you don't waste Benedict Cumberbatch's time like that. No, that was not a good year for him. No, no. Really. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it. I I still liked seeing him on screen, but yeah, no, oh, it wasn't definitely. a great year. <laughs> Yeah, but it's the, that, still the best. Yeah. The Julian Assange one film he did wasn't that the same year? Uh, I think oh. that was the following year. Okay, Is that the same year's Imitation Game. Then that's the next year. Not the Imitation it? Game. It was no. The, I'm I'm saying was that the, yeah. I think Imitation yeah. Game was the same year, and then he did uh, the Snowden one. Yeah, well, how bad is it, though, that I didn't remember the imitation game, but I remembered the crap. <laughs> so, yep, yeah, crap he did. So, yeah, imitation game was a year after Into Darkness. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and Into Darkness, is it? My <laughs> time goes, it's very apt. <laughs> you know what? You know what? I, I think, in hindsight, JJ's heart and mind were not in that film for good reason. Yeah, his, uh, he was already planning. Yeah, to like 
bring our hearts and minds back yeah. to Star Wars. Yep, I think yeah. Yeah. And I, you know what? I'm okay with that. I'm pretty, yeah, with the product I got on the other end of that, yeah, I'm okay. Yeah, with that. Yeah, it actually makes me feel like I I am more forgiving about Into Darkness because of the Force Awakens. Yeah, it's, it's better that to have. Makes a, sense to me. Yeah, better to have sort of a, a mediocre second Star Trek yes. film and a great <laughs> first new mm-hmm. Star Wars film. <laughs> Uh, and yeah, this is where you start getting into the tongue twister. <laughs> you better make sure you get the last word right. It's the crossing of the nerd lines and everything about nerd wars between Star Trek and wars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and it, it's not a Futurama joke at one point that you've got like oh, the Star Trek sure versus Star Wars somewhere. Yes. <laughs> and did anyone else notice at the beginning when you had the first Captain's Log? And he's saying that everything is starting to feel a little episodic. <laughs> oh no! This, this whole movie yeah. feels like a like a season finale on a big budget. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there. Yeah, the attempts there. Yeah, and then yeah, jumping ahead to that photo at the end. Uh, I know we're getting way ahead, but yeah, yeah. it's what we do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever. We're all over the place. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we already gave the spoiler alert. It's all yeah. it's a free for all now. So well you've got your notes uh, right there. Um, Where do you wanna kinda So yeah, I kinda brought up Justin Lynn just because, you know, I I obviously did have concerns going into this with you know, I'm not a Trekkie by any imaginings of that word, but <laughs> I do know what the film or what the show was, you know, in the discussion of philosophy and you know the different races and you know not as action heavy and i know that's tough to translate to a big screen where well, yeah, you have to have action in yeah, a summer yeah. <laughs> in a summer blockbuster but yeah, <laughs> yeah it doesn't work you know, what, you know what's ironic about that i'm sorry real quick Go you ahead. know what's ironic about that you're talking about like you know the philosophy and everything Considering George, what George Lucas has said about The Force Awakens, it almost seems like he would be more suited to do a Star Trek reboot because he seems to be more obsessed with like space politics. Uh, clearly, from yeah, the, the prequels, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's almost mm-hmm. like I think he could actually pull off a really good. All right, just putting that out there. No, hey, I, I, I'm so basically yeah, stop messing with your old films. Yeah, do something new, George. Yeah, what, what we're saying is <laughs> that the Star Wars prequels was actually him trying to do Star Trek and forgetting what franchise he was in. Right, <laughs> I'd buy that. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, where I was leading to with that is that that being said, after seeing the finished product, I sort of felt like even though you know the the large scale special effects, I thought were looked beautiful uh you know obviously the money was well spent there um (laughs) but the action or the uh fighting sequences i felt were very vanilla i don't know i just yeah they were i just was not into them i wasn't i felt zero stakes in them they all felt just overly choreographed and i was just tuned out for the most of those there were only two real fights and the the main action sequence, I would say, was just Chris Pine driving around on a motorcycle. That was <laughs> that was it. And then you had the fight between, because uh, I'm forgetting names here because I I never submitted them to memory. But uh, the 
the person that uh, Montgomery Scott runs into who helps them out, who you thought was Jessica Chastain. Jayla, Jayla. Jayla, there you go. So she's fighting with one of the henchmen. Not Jayla, not Jaylaw. Yeah, yes. <laughs> sort of in the middle there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so she fights with one of the henchmen, and then there's the fight scene at the end with Idris Elba and Chris Pine characters. Yeah, on. yeah, yeah. And then the rest is just they're being shot at. And maybe there's a bit of a yeah, but it's, in so what did you think of the action? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Honestly, um, it, it is lame and mediocre. <laughs> but isn't that kind of true to the series? Yeah, it it definitely it is. Really I is. Suppose, like, yeah. The original series is basically them getting shot at and like the pew pew pew, well, and. <laughs> Yeah, because that was relatively easy to do than choreograph the obviously choreographed fight scenes in those shows. <laughs> well, and, and that's, that's what the thing is. Like, in the original series, like, those fight scenes were very obviously choreographed. Yeah. And I, I wonder, I, I mean, okay, maybe I'm being an apologist or being forgiving, but if... Okay, it's not, it's not as... Okay, this whole movie is not as bad as I thought it was going to be. And um, I just think that uh, maybe if you're looking at this optimistically, they were just trying to throw back to the original series where everything kind of looked overly choreographed. I I mean, I can... I can go with that. The Oh, only... I mean, it would, it, there were shit fight scenes. <laughs> right. Okay? Yeah. But the only problem when it comes to that, it obviously... It's a new director trying to pay homage to a show I'm sure that they grew up watching. But this franchise had, has done a lot to try and make you realize that it is not the previous series. It is oh, entirely well. new. It's trying to distance itself from that mm-hmm. a bit. And then to then have part of a film be like, Hey, this is like the old days. <laughs> a bit out of place. Like, a bit like Ghostbusters. <laughs> yeah, the whole, no, the whole movie was like one step forward and three steps back. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, a little. Yeah, a little I mean, off. I never thought I would have this critique, like uh, my concern for Justin Lin, and then the afterthought being, well, I w- wish it was a little more Justin Lin y. <laughs> well, like, yeah, actually, a little that, more. that's true. Yeah. It's like he's, again. He was too concerned with getting in all the lens flares mm-hmm. he needed to get in. But you, you, if you make that higher, you you want him for the absurd, crazy action sequences. Well, right? and, <laughs> well, and also, um, you have an athletic talent um, like the actress who played Jayla, yeah. and you're not going to utilize that. She was by far my favorite character, and I yeah, just barely utilized. <laughs> I felt. Yeah. Well, and you have Idris. Like, God, this franchise is great at using amazing actors to minimal effect. You do nothing. Yeah. And then you had uh, Eric Banner in the first one. It was overused. Hollywood, you know what? To be fair, Hollywood does not know what to do with that man. He's amazing. And Hollywood does not know what to do with him. I thought he was good as Bruce Banner in the original Hulk. Yes, so I actually oh, liked it. And uh, Munich, my God, that movie yeah, was—he yeah. was incredible in that movie. And who could forget him as the shark or one of the sharks in Finding Nemo? <laughs> oh, 
<laughs> Apparently, I, I did because I'm just I not in that movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's not in it much, but yeah, actually getting to use his own accent. And, yeah. Did you know he started out as a stand-up comic? I did not. Yes, and actually, he like he he's told stories about like he started out not just as an Australian stand-up comic, but an Australian who was trying to make it on the American stand-up circuit. Interesting. I, yeah, I am a I'm a fan of an American, an American, an Australian stand-up comic who lives and works in the UK. So it's interesting to Jim. <laughs> no, not no. Jim. Uh, this would be a guy you probably never heard of. He's called Brendan Burns, and oh, he is okay. very funny and also not what you would expect me to like because he is one of those people that is very. Brash and uh, he's got some of my favorite uh comedy bits in it, yeah. But he he talked about like sleeping on floors in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, like when he was trying to make it as a stand up comic, yeah. So, yeah, well, I just think Hollywood doesn't know what to do with him. He's (laughs) he's fascinating to me and he's a really good actor. But did you ever see uh Mary and Max? What is it? Mary and Max, the claymation. Oh, I've heard of it. I haven't oh, seen it. Oh, it is so good. He plays um, the Did he play know, Max? Like, boyfriend. Uh, See, no. that's the thing. It, like, Eric... It's great voice acting. Oh. Eric Bana is yeah. like one of those actors who was like, oh, have you seen this? No. He's yeah. amazing. <laughs> we all, and we, it's all a different film from all of us. Yes. <laughs> we, yeah. None of us have seen it. <laughs> well, Strongly recommend Mary and Max. Okay. It's, Beautiful Almost like Cillian Murphy. In Killian, I will correct you again. Yes, yes. Killian, yes. Killian is another one that Hollywood does not know what to do with. Red Eye, oh my god, he was amazing in that movie. As long as he keeps making peekies. He it. should yeah. be in a Star Trek movie. He, yeah, he would be interesting. I think he... he we saw a be... little bit of the vil- would-you-go-villain like Scarecrow. Yes. I was or, actually yeah, going to, to say, to I think he'd have done a fantastic Khan as well. Yes! Yes, mm-hmm. Amazing. I think it was All right, just... let's reboot Khan. All right. <laughs> I'm in now. Nothing against Benedict Cumberbatch again. Just like, if you're going to go with that type of... Like, or he could have been, like, that demon dude who, like... Or, like, didn't Khan say he was kind of, like, engineered? Uh, sort of. His race were experimented on themselves to make themselves the pinnacle. Killian could be the dude who (laughs) that race. Yeah, he could be the doctor that did it. (laughs) That could work. He just wrote a better movie. And and maybe maybe while he's doing it, he will explain like, you know, you will have a bit of a flair for the melodramatic after this. So like (laughs) and then that'll explain what happened to Benedict Cumberbatch. Uh, you know what? So I think that Benedict was directed into a corner. Oh yeah, I mean, it, I think what happened in that one, and I love that we are really going on other films and stuff. <laughs> we we but, prefer uh, to talk about other films uh, than this one. But yeah, I, I think it, what happened was the director really liked Sherlock and was like, "Okay, yes, we want you to be Sherlock, every, yeah. but not too I, much like I, Sherlock." Yeah, tone down the Sherlock a little bit. <laughs> well, and okay. um and this says a lot about this movie is that, okay, it may have been entertaining, but was it all that interesting? Because we just keep talking about the Star Trek lore rather than the movie mm. itself. Because it was, I mean, I just saw it yesterday and I, there are scenes I know I don't remember. Yeah. <laughs> like I just, exactly. forgettable. And, 
it, it, yes, this movie was entertaining, but ultimately for forgettable. It's, it was in, yeah, just in one ear, or, yeah, in two yeah. eyeballs out, whatever, you yeah. know, just well, gone. Well, let's say I, I saw it yesterday as well, and I even, I was talking to Brian before we started recording, and saying, too, uh, as we usually just sit in silence, but yes, yeah, yeah, we yeah, decided to talk this time. Yeah, yeah, we. <laughs> We, we were waiting for the, the green light for you to speak. We're <laughs> just uh, sitting here looking at walls. <laughs> and, and so we, uh, You're but, looking up Wikipedia going, okay, what happened? Yeah. He gets, <laughs> and, I said, calm down over there. Yes. Yeah. Um, and so we were talking before, and I said, you know, oh, there was a line in this film where it was clearly written by Simon Pegg. And all I got back was a blank stare, at which point I was like, you know. Which when you're used to my blank stares. Yeah, yeah. When Chris Pine just says to Spock, like, you know, skip to the end. And he was just like, oh, yeah, I even remember laughing at that line. But yeah. <laughs> like just... yeah, it was like... But I you didn't recall late, that. Yeah, I didn't pull yeah. that as a... Uh, well, as then a why don't they just let him write the whole thing? Well, I... Yeah, <laughs> yeah fill it with references to everything else. Spock, yeah, just... yeah, Spock of the Dead. Ah, oh, there you go. That would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, and also, speaking of Spock, that subplot was so... Dumb Why and bother? unnecessary. <laughs> Why bother? Yeah. yeah. It was just like, oh, and- a Spock like has to go back. Like, oh, I, I, I can't even talk about it. It's just and so. Just, and for anyone, I know that, I mean, obviously the movie's from that perspective, uh, absolutely assuming you've seen the previous films. Like, yeah. I, I was just imagining that from someone that perhaps was seeing this as a one off. Like, how confusing that. Oh, underdeveloped yeah. storyline would be like yeah. what Leonard Nimoy is dead okay <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah and his dad uh, but your spot what, what is with sci-fi ep- space epics and dead dads I, well, you know <laughs> I, I think the I'll formulate something go ahead but I, I think the way that that typically works is it gives the hero someone to like look up to normally the the dad uh, is not only dead but he was also the best at x in their lifetime it's the catalytic moment it's the catalytic moment yeah to push them he was i guess yes Mm -hmm. but he he was uh he was captain for a short time which gave you know james t kirk the the drive to I need to get better than just be captain. I need to be the best captain. And I I get the I get the feeling that they wanted it to be different from the series in that way because as Prime Spock says, you know, he had a good relationship with his dad in my mm-hmm. timeline. So now he need he needed something to be, well, you know, I never had a dad. But well, and yeah, then, but then, like Spock back. has his dad, who's a dick, and you know claims to love his, like loved his human mother, but God, no, doesn't sound good. Yeah, I mean, the whole premise of the Vulcan race is they are kind of assholes, anyway. <laughs> yeah, well, it's just like okay, so you're embracing your human side, but then you're like, oh no. <laughs> Never mind. Well, again, I, I think they didn't know what to do with Zachary Quinto either, because he's he's very good at something, and they they wanted to keep him in that unsure realm. I thought he's he was kind that. of he was one of the few bright spots of um, Into Darkness. N- no pun intended, but um, 
he like when he was a badass chasing down Khan. Yeah, they I, should have let him do more action because I was like, God, he's kind of a like. Yeah, had, you're right. That was like, uh, he had yeah. like kind of a Jason Bourne thing going on. Yeah, the and uh, again, the problem you're going to run into there is Spock isn't like that unless he reaches a point where he's been overcome by the emotion that he's always suppressing. And in this film, there was no point where he. Unless it's Ponfar. They just pretended like Kirk did not die. Mm -hmm. Well, they... I don't know if they pretended he didn't die, but they didn't draw... They didn't mention it in the slightest. No, yes, there was no... They they basically pretended he didn't die, and that could have been a really interesting dynamic. Like, did he come back the same? Yeah, well, uh, I... Well, it, yeah, it like Game of Thrones been. style. If you, when you come back, are you entirely yourself? Well, and they did yeah. it just like Game of Thrones. Where, like <laughs> he came back exactly the same. Yep, same John, same Kirk. And yeah, for people that spoilers. haven't, that don't know about Game of Thrones, technically <laughs> you hey, haven't it's said just it. Spoilers it abound. Yet, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. just yeah. rename this just, from like. Yeah, <laughs> spoilers abound. Just remain a hermit if you like anything and aren't caught up yet. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but you mean like my wife, who's only two seasons into Game of Thrones? <laughs> yes, no excuse. I, I have actually harassed people into getting through the entire, like, like getting caught up. Oh yeah, I had, I finally wore down a coworker in because there was no one to talk with uh, about the show, um, and she is finally into it. She started season one three was it, two weeks ago. She is now on season four. Yeah, so I'm. Yeah, it took me uh, three years to talk my mom into watching the show. She got caught up in less than a week. Oh my once god! Finally started watching That's it. She crazy. she no, she became like, a, yeah, a full blown fan. <laughs> um, and now, again, and again, this says says a lot about. And again, we're on another tangent that we are talking about everything but yeah. Star Trek. Well, to be uh, fair, I'd rather talk about Game of Thrones than any normally review. Okay. Uh, okay. I, I have uh, a thing that will technically kind of diverge into another film as well, if you like. Uh, <laughs> sure. Did anyone else feel like, at least when he was first on screen, that Kroll looked like Ivan Ooze? Oh, absolutely. It looked like who? Ivan Ooze from the Power Rangers film. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I, I thought he looked like Jessica Chastain. Yeah, oh, yes. Yeah. Well, <laughs> yes, Jessica Chastain playing <laughs> Ivan Ooze. Uh, but yeah, as Brian very quickly tries to look up who Ivan Ooze is, basically the uh, he was also, there was a lot of uh, memes online like when Apocalypse King. came out. And they were saying he Apocalypse looks looked like, like He looks like the Night's King. Oh, yeah. There's a reference I can get behind. <laughs> so, yeah, so yeah, I have Ivan News, and, and then Brian has the Night King. Mm-hmm. One, we'll figure out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There okay. we go. He's, He's just like seen a, the picture. Uh, yeah, cross between, um, what is it? Is it Gizmo? Which one is the purple Muppet? <laughs> oh, that would be Gonzo. <laughs> Gonzo, gosh. Yeah, Gonzo and the Night King. Yeah. Yeah, that would be Ivan News. Yeah, the, the first thing that happened when I saw it on screen was like, oh, Okay, did the same workshop made them, I guess. Then. Right. <laughs> the children's sure. television workshop. <laughs> Absolutely. And and then uh conversely at the end of the film I felt that I don't know if they touched him up at all or anything like that, but uh Kirk, I thought they made him look a lot like William Shatner. 
at the end when he was talking oh, to the person about whether or not he gets to be vice admiral. I, I, if I felt that they no, they add they either added some line to his face or they kind of just. Uh, I don't know. I was not observant at that point. I was yeah. just. <laughs> I they would have had like this little bald, like obnoxious kid with a British accent running around at the end. And what's your name, kid? John <laughs> Luke. Oh, that'd be great. <laughs> Although I don't uh, think Patterson he would have been. Did tell me he wanted his son to play a young him. That that could have been cool. I mean, I I don't know. I don't know the series well enough. Uh, how far apart in years are the different captains? I do need to look that up, but I, I asked Patrick who he would want to play him if they did the reboot, and he was like, well, my son's an actor. I want him to play me. It's like, okay, that's kind of an easy out, um, but whatever. Hang on. Did you just say you asked Patrick Stewart that question? Yeah. You're going to have to rewind here. Yeah, when did yeah. you talk to Patrick Stewart? <laughs> Don't skip to the end. Skip to the beginning. You're kind of burying the lead. Yeah, yeah. I'll send you the link. Um, I, there was an Entertainment Weekly Q&A about a year and a half ago. And, okay. Uh, he was texting uh, responses from his dressing room um, on Broadway, and um, he answered a couple of my questions. So oh, that's cool. Awesome. And he spelled my name right. I was like so proud. <laughs> uh, actually, one of them, one of the responses did get picked up by the Huffington Post. Um, because uh, I asked if he would ever do like some sort of buddy movie with um Ian McKellen. Well, yeah. And he goes, he goes, absolutely. Will you write it? <laughs> I'm still yeah. working on that screenplay, Patrick. I promise. <laughs> You, you know, and I asked him who he would want to play the young Picard, and he goes, "Well, my son, of course, he's an actor." Yeah. <laughs> For whatever reason, I can't think of Patrick Stewart as anything other than his character when he was in Extras, the Ricky Gervais show. Oh, yes. uh, and he's the guy he, he writes scripts where he just looks at women and all their clothes fall off. He's just like, <laughs> <laughs> and he's just well, going like, yeah, and, and they're embarrassed and they try to cover it, but I've seen everything. <laughs> you know what? I watch, sometimes I binge watch American Dad and um, when he does that laugh, I just try to actually picture like Patrick Stewart doing that laugh in person where he goes like the ah, 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 ah. <laughs> I think uh, well, he's got a great laugh and also Kelsey Grammer is doing Sideshow Bob's laugh so that's uh, that's another great yeah. one <laughs> uh, and I, I've, I've heard that every single time he goes on the show they make him redo that laugh even though he doesn't want to do it just because of how, <laughs> how good he is at doing it he seems like one of the most accommodating actors in yeah <laughs> Um, so, so we should probably yeah, we have to get back to this movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I think at this point we kind of need to wrap up. I will say one thing I like about this film was them like coming up with a way of destroying the ships. Like that yes. for what that was fun. <laughs> well, but at the same time, I'm so annoyed with this tired sci-fi trope of uh-huh. we find an old ship and somehow get it to work again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it is supposed to show that Scott can pretty much make anything work, which he 
keep dead in the series. <laughs> it was right. oh, this is impossible. Give me five minutes. <laughs> but yeah, a ship that's been sitting in that climate years. for that yeah, that years. And yeah, you and can't also, leave a car sit in a driveway for two years and expect it to run. Yeah. And also, um did anybody notice that um the ship was called the Franklin and it was revealed that the captain of that ship just happened to be black. No. <laughs> Can't say that jumped up to me, but I'm also not 100% sure what it is you're referencing. No, so. Franklin. Okay, they did it on South Park. Token? Ah. Okay. I was like, yeah. okay. Franklin. Franklin was the one black peanut. Yes. Okay. <laughs> oh, I hope that wasn't intentional. Yeah, yeah. Something tells me the original ships were probably, especially since it seems that they were definitely from America, the original ships were probably named after presidents. And <laughs> yeah. they just happened to pick that one. <laughs> Should have renamed it Hamilton. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, <laughs> All right. All right so, I sent you that link to the article where. Uh, my question was quoted, by the way. Uh, and if I remember, I will put that oh, out as well. Yeah. The, oh, no, it's no problem. Um, all right, so how about we kind of actually get our ratings? Because obviously it seems as though uh, most people have more nitpicks to this than things they liked. It's uh, 89% on Rotten Tomatoes right now. Really? I mean, I can... Yeah, it's... I can kind of see that just based well, on the sorts of people that would have gone to see this aren't the type of, aren't necessarily the type of people that were going expecting a fantastic Star Trek film. They were just expecting punters. Yeah, they, they were expecting <laughs> well, Star but, Trek. You know, but yeah, are are we like grading this in the context of like Star Trek Into Darkness? I'm just going to be grading it based on uh, like. What so I think, movie. and uh, like, <laughs> yeah, critically exactly. as well, because uh, and uh, I'll, I'll go first. Mm. I'd like to think it was my turn. Uh, sure, I think so. <laughs> I think so. But uh, basically, t- looking at this from a film critic standpoint, as in like, cinematography, editing, stuff like that, there actually wasn't much wrong with the film. There were no like bad continuity points there weren't any with the exception of as we said at the end the like slightly weird cut to editing during that toast whereas it was kind of like you know absentee friends bye bye anton yelchin like it was just yeah, a weird thing better. aside from that there wasn't much that i could criticize it for other than everything we've just been talking about where the the characters either didn't have much to do or were just kind of your everyday characters like all the henchmen they have names i looked it up when i was looking up the cast mm-hmm. list i don't know their names i don't care what their names are they were <laughs> henchman number one <laughs> and henchman number two yeah <laughs> the blue uh, shirts or the red shirts yeah well well that's the thing I, I did like that it wasn't just the red shirt people that got killed this time there were some blue shirts and stuff in there so maybe they're getting rid of some of that stigma that they actually did very well in the in the first film but uh yeah i i think that Overall, I I enjoyed sitting down and watching it. Uh, obviously, thinking back on it and reviewing it in my head, it's not a great film at all. But if you're able to just sit down and you're you're going to watch a space film, then I thought it did all right. I'm probably going to land maybe like a 
I don't know, minus three-ish? Mm. Maybe minus 3.5. Really? Like, that, yeah. Do you quickly want to... But, uh, quickly, our rating system is you start at zero uh, for a perfect film because it has zero flaws, and then you start taking away points as you see fit. So, and it's also not just minus one, minus two, minus three, because then that would just be a one to ten system. We didn't want that. This is all completely subjective, uh, and like, completely, uh, utterly, uh, confusing yeah. and yes. needlessly so. But we like it. We like to be So, so yes, I'll say minus 3.5 because critically, with the, as I said, aside from some character problems and, just like not much action happening in the film, I don't have any real issues with it. So I think this okay minus three point five for me. And mm-hmm. now we get to hear your stuff. Should we go to me? Should we go to? I, I don't care. No, Both yeah, of you. It seems you. like you didn't You're like good. it. Go ahead. Go ahead. All right. So um, this might be the furthest apart we've been on a film in a long time. Paul. Okay, and I'll say that. Um, I'm kind of usually glad. we're of the like minds. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Although how you know our varying hatreds of Mordecai is, is somewhat upsetting to me, how much you don't hate that as much as me, but uh, <laughs> that's neither here nor there. Uh, this is something I haven't said in a while. I struggled to stay awake in this, wow. film, which wow. was it. I saw this at two o'clock in the afternoon, <laughs> prime awake hours. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, wonderful air conditioning in there. Wasn't it? You know. You know, that should normally keeps you awake in yeah. a nice cold theater. I was had to keep sitting up and just focusing on what the hell was going on. And this film never grabbed me. Um, there were good bits. I love Jayla. Um, totally underutilized, like we mentioned. Idris Elba, completely wasted. Um, so you have these fantastic actors just not being allowed to perform i mean yeah. up to what they're capable of doing um like i said the action was very vanilla for me uh, yeah. although like i mentioned you know the effects i thought looked great yeah uh, visually really visually good. i mean yeah you can't fall <laughs> this was not the apology letter i wanted from <laughs> <Right. Andy Darkness. laughs> um grudge still held <laughs> we're counting <laughs> uh so yeah all that said there were some good bits. They did not weigh the bad. I am coming in at a minus 5.5. Okay. Uh, I, to be honest, I would I not watch it. this again. I got it. Uh, yeah, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I I thought you might be going a, a couple of points lower just based on uh, like mm-hmm. how, how much you just seem kind of down about this. Film. Well, I'm, I'm trying to adjust for inflation now with my recent reviews. I'm probably emotionally at a minus 7 yeah. right now, but that'll settle. You know, I... You know, the, I will. My critical mind will adjust. And I, yeah. I think, yeah, not a great film. Worth a one-time see, maybe. If yeah, you're really especially into the if you're gonna keep yeah. watching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's something to own or rent again. Yeah, I mean, oh maybe, wow, okay. Maybe I'll unless you're a completionist, you know, uh, unless you have to have all of the Blu-rays. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. think. Would yeah. you watch it if it came on to like HBO or something? I would, yeah. I'm not dropping any more money on it. That isn't already yeah. <laughs> uh, attached to a subscription yeah. service of some sort. Well, yeah, I, I was going to say, I'm sure 
in five years' time, when all the Star Trek's on Netflix, I'll probably just like yeah. Run I mean, I, I know I'm coming off arch. I didn't hate the film. It's just so, yeah. like they said, forgettable. Oh, actually, they're all on. Um, hey, plug uh, Amazon Prime right now. All except for uh, obviously the one on theaters, really? but all the Star Trek movies are available for free on Amazon Prime. Well, in that case, I might need to look that one up. Yeah, that, and I will say, like. They did that, um, I want to say, maybe they did that the same time Into Darkness came out. And uh, it makes for a great binge-watching weekend. Yeah, I think I'm going to have to, to do that then. <laughs> and so, go on then, what did you think? I, I don't know, do yeah, you don't have to feel like uh, adhered to our standards. But no, no, no. Pass, no. fail, I'll, whatever you want to yeah. Oh, I don't. <laughs> Good. Go your own way. Uh, no, I would say. Um, Typical woman. Oh. <laughs> Paul. Oh, mute, mute. We were we were um, going to not be misogynistic for this one hour out of the day. Okay. Oh, oh. I what? Well, God, that's asking so much of you. I uh, know. But I okay. It is all about context. Um, it is not definitely not nearly as bad as into darkness um it's not really fair to completely compare it to um the first reboot the star trek reboot because it was just such um it was so it felt fresh but familiar um again it it was okay but it there's nothing especially memorable about it. And why do they keep having all these great big name actors on there and completely waste their talent? Whereas, um, you know, the actress who played Jayla, it was a great showcase for her. And I, I, I think I maybe have heard that they might bring her back again for the next one. And all the actors that the, like, the set cast, they play their roles very well. I want to see them do more. So, and I, from what I've heard, they're all going to be back. So I don't hate it because I enjoy seeing these actors playing these roles, but there wasn't anything especially memorable. The big effects were great. Justin Lin did not, he didn't fuck it up, which whatever, but, um, it's it wasn't it wasn't terrible, but it wasn't memorable. I would say I'd give it a minus four, minus okay. four point five. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's um, incredibly average. Yeah. yeah, safe is the word I was. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. Very yeah. safe. And, it, and, it, and you don't play it safe when you've got Idris Elba. <laughs> no, you really don't. I mean that man has done so much incredible work and especially, you know, we talk about the whole bond thing and he's probably not going to get to play bond. So you need to make the most of this man when you have him on screen. Same thing with Benedict Cumberbatch is capable of so much more than what they did with him. And that's still a huge frustration with me. Um, I do like how they utilize women in these movies. Um, But, and uh, 
The Sulu thing, I understand where George Takaya was coming from. It felt a little bit cheap and easy. Uh, I, I somewhat disagree with that because my favorite thing about that whole thing is the fact that no one character said anything about it. Nobody cared. It was just what it was. Well, <laughs> but that's but that's the thing. Like on screen, it was fine. Yeah. But the fact of who they chose made it a big deal off screen. Um, well, I have to say I have no idea who it was. So, like, <laughs> I mean, like, I, I, I don't get, I don't get. No, no, no. Why. About like that thing made it George Takei's character. Oh, oh, so. Okay, so they, I thought you meant thought, the actor that no, they got to no, play the. They, thought, no, they <laughs> thought that they were. They thought that they were doing like making a tribute for him, whereas I thought that they were kind of saying that's the most interesting thing about him, off screen. I, and, I didn't. And even I, he he wasn't happy because he was like, "Why couldn't you have just made it any character? Why did it have to be my character?" And I totally understand where he was coming from. I understand where they were coming from thinking they were doing a good thing, but it felt kind of easy and cheap. Like they could have made it like, it shouldn't be interesting. They made it more interesting than it should be by making it Sulu. Well, the only other side of that is, you know, that it's not going to be Spock, Kirk, Uhura, and, almost certainly not Scotty, because I'm fairly certain that he mentioned something in one of the other films. So you're stuck with either Bones or Sulu. Mark X could have been Bones. Sickle. I mean, yeah, could could have been Bones, but in the film, he doesn't have anyone. We uh, we know Chekhov Well, Sulu didn't either. Yeah, it, was, uh, it seems that Sulu was the only one that was of the right age for it, and that uh, like, could we pretty much know that Bone doesn't have anyone. So, like, Sula was the only one that... Oh, but we don't... I mean, I don't know. Uh, not a word with, I think. I mean, I that, think not saying awkward. that it had to it be... Was handled, it was handled awkwardly on both sides, yeah. I think. Yeah, I, I think if they hadn't... If it had just been in the film, like, if there hadn't been, oh, they've announced that this person's gay, mm-hmm. and then it just came out in the film, I think it would have been way less of an... Well, of, the thing uh, is, they told uproar. him they did it on purpose. And I get that, like you're like, oh, so you're reducing me to my personal life. Mm-hmm. My I, character is put to my to me as a person. Like where I I understand if you, especially like if he played that character closeted, he would be like, no, I played a character because I'm an actor. Yeah, I can see both sides of it. I and I do. I I understand. I think they had the best intentions, but. I feel like it was, and, and he said he tried to tell them, I don't think this is the way to go about it. And I understand why he told them that. And he didn't seem like he was ungrateful. He just seemed like, really, this is, yeah. this is how you're going to do this. Like, like I'm, I'm, he's, he's an actor. He's not a gay actor. He's an actor. Yeah. That, yeah. And I feel like they were reducing him to his sexuality that's, by yeah, that's that what that community has fought so long for is to not just be reduced to this one aspect of their life. Right, yeah. and I feel, and I, so I understand why he was upset. Yeah, yeah, and it the problem you're going to run into is because it, like yeah, because that side is seen as a minority, and then anytime anything comes up, even if it is just. By the way, they're gay. 
which is yeah. kind of what they felt like in this film, you're still going to have this. It did, yeah, it did feel like that in the movie, but they knew it was going to, like, people are going to make a big deal about it because of George Takai and all he's done for, like, you know, to further the cause. But well, I don't, I don't know. Takai, because it's okay to be Takai. <laughs> <laughs> Where the cake is. I think But um I don't know. It it just it felt um aggressively average, this movie. Yeah. Yeah, I I can get behind that. I mean I I yeah, I enjoyed the visual feast and as I said I didn't have as many critical faults with it other than what we covered, so that's why mine would a little higher than obviously Brian was, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I, yeah. I think it's this has been kind of fun. We've kind of covered all three different areas here. Uh, obviously, none of us absolutely loved it or absolutely hated it, but we kind of mm. covered the gambit, as it were. Yeah, <laughs> so. it, it, it. You know what? It it brings about a lot of different conversations. So I guess <laughs> a in lot that of them way, not I, Star Trek, <laughs> <laughs> but in that way, it is successful because. Mm. It's interesting enough. Like even if we don't spend the time talking about Star Trek, we still we're still talking about it. Yeah. We still care. We still care about enough about the movie to even talk about it. So yeah, I absolutely. guess in that way, it's a success. Indeed. <laughs> uh, well, that was uh, obviously Star Trek Beyond, and uh, yeah, thank you, Kayleen, for going on. Absolutely, us out thank you so much for being our first yeah. guest. Thank you. I hope. It wasn't. I hope it was better than the movie. Yeah, I, I think it was. I think I can, yep. Safely well, say that. Well, if you want to get a hold of us to talk about anything we said or anything at all, period, uh, obviously you can get a hold of myself and Brian at Blokebusters on Twitter or Blokebusters on Facebook. Email us blokebusterpodcastgmail.com. Uh, get a hold of us on Instagram, I guess. I don't actually know how that works. <laughs> you try that. If you insist. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, Kayleen, if they want to get a hold of you again, what is it? I, again, it's uh, Kel to the Lean. It's at uh, K E L T O L E A N on Twitter. And basically, if you find me there, you can find me anywhere else because I have a crazy Irish name. Yes, and <laughs> and just in case you were typing in as she was saying it, there is a the between the two and the lean. She just forgot yeah. to spell it out. Sorry. <laughs> she assumes you do know how to spell the. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, again, thank you for coming on. It's been well, thank great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we do well. more guests and more uh, of this particular guest too. Maybe yeah. you'll be our second Yay, guest absolutely. ever. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we can do Suicide Squad if it ever comes oh, out. Yeah. yeah, well, I... I mean, I know that's coming out in a week or so. so I know, I but it doesn't it feel like we've been waiting for this movie to come out for yeah, six months. Yeah, like why? Yes. <laughs> the longest promotional tour in history. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we'll see you guys at some point. I don't know when this is coming out. I don't know when the next one's coming out. So <laughs> we will see you whenever. <laughs> uh, yes, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Bye, folks. Bye. Okay, bye.